Have you ever envisioned being mortgage-free? Maybe you plan to simply be mortgage-free by the time you retire. Or what if I told you there's a way to be there in 10 to 15 years from now? When it comes to paying down your mortgage, there's really three main ways you can chip away at it. Two of them being features your mortgage currently already has built in, and one being an outside-the-box method that will cut the amount of time it takes to pay off your mortgage by roughly 50% or more. A big part of one's financial freedom goal may be to have your mortgage paid off. So let this episode be your guide to doing just that. If you're new to the show, my name's Tom Moffitt, and I'm joined by my good buddy and co-host, Brandon Love. The Invested Entrepreneur is the only podcast that is geared towards helping the Canadian entrepreneur achieve financial independence through business and investing. Now let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Invested Entrepreneur. Brandon Love here with my good buddy, Tom Moffitt. And today we are going to share three different strategies you can use to pay off your mortgage faster. Now, I totally get that this is kind of a weird concept to be shared with you from two mortgage brokers who you think would encourage you to keep leveraging and keep mortgages, but not everyone wants to do that. And some people like to just have the mortgage payment off the table and feel that sense of freedom. So today we're gonna show you how you can do that faster. Kicking things off right out the gates, the number one strategy you can use is to take accelerated bi-weekly or weekly payments. So how this works is you pay your mortgage every two weeks for the bi-weekly payment. And with that accelerated payment, you are making one additional month's payment each year. And this really has a positive impact. So if you take a 25-year amortization, if you do this consistently, that is going to drop you to 22 and a half years. So a really nice way to do it. It doesn't feel like a lot at the time, but that compounding effect does take hold. Yeah, this is a really nice way to kind of set it and forget it. For those people that don't really want to think about it after they get their mortgage, it's like, okay, I went through hell going through the mortgage process with all the documents and all that. I just want to kind of get on with my life and not think about my mortgage at all. This is a good option because again, instead of forget it, you're paying down your mortgage quicker by having those accelerated payments. One note to that too is what we typically recommend for if you're a first time home buyer or it's a mortgage that's fairly bigger than what you're currently used to. We recommend going with just like a non-accelerated payment to start out with. Down the line, you can switch that to an accelerated payment with most lenders. Of course, this is something you want to check in with prior to closing on your mortgage to make sure you can do that with your lender. But we recommend going that route because then you can at least get used to your payment. There's some expenses that are incurred, obviously, when you move into a new home. So do it that way. And then you can always convert to an accelerated payment after. For sure. It just kind of has a forced saving effect, similarly to just owning a home. It forces you to make that payment. When you set up the accelerated payments, the rest of your life just kind of forms around it and you don't think about it. It becomes something that's second nature. This is what my mortgage is. And in reality, you're actually paying your mortgage down more aggressively. So it's one of those subtle ways to just trick your brain and your wallet to benefit you long term. Another way that you can really take hold of paying your mortgage down faster is through prepayment privileges. So Tom, why don't you walk us through how that works? Yeah, so prepayment privileges are another strategy to pay down the mortgage. It's more of a manual process. So with your accelerated payments, it's already set up when you sign on to your mortgage or you change it down the line. This is more of like, hey, I have some cash in my account that I want to put towards the mortgage. This is a common theme with everything we talk about when it comes to mortgages, but we're going to say it again and again, every mortgage is different. They all have their rules, their guidelines. So 
to give you an example, prepayment privilege is a way to put down a lump sum payment towards your mortgage. You have a certain percentage that you can do on an annual basis. So most lenders are either 15 or 20%. Some are as low as 10%. Typically, we don't see lower than 10%, but the average is between 15 to 20. So what that allows you to do is, let's say your mortgage amount is a 500K mortgage, and it's a 10% prepayment privilege. You're essentially able to put down 50K towards that mortgage on an annual basis. So even if your mortgage, you pay down over the course of two or three years, and your mortgage is at, say, 450K, you still have 10% of that original mortgage amount. So that's what it goes by. It goes by the original mortgage amount that you signed on to. So you're able to put that straight towards your principal, by the way, like that's what it does. You put it straight towards your principal, pays it down. And as long as you don't exceed your prepayment privileges, you won't incur a penalty when it comes to your mortgage. Now, if you exceed it, then you will incur a penalty. So you definitely wanna make sure you know how much you have in the form of your eligibility to put that prepayment privilege down towards your mortgage. For sure. And Tom was mentioning there on different lenders. So to give you kind of a baseline of the different options that come up, someone like RBC, for instance, it's a 10% prepayment privilege, and it can only be done once per year. Then you go to your bigger banks like your TD and Scotia. If you don't request a higher prepayment privilege, those are 15%. Then if you go to most of the model lines, so that's like your MCAP, they're going to be 20%. So there's benefits and strategies. If you're someone who has a commission job or gets ever increasing bonuses and you want to rapidly pay down your mortgage, strategically, you want to line yourself up with a lender who has the most advantageous prepayment privileges. Someone like MCAP, for example, you can put 20% down and you can make those prepayments given that they're larger than $100 at any point throughout that whole year. So when you get that bonus, you can throw it towards your mortgage. It goes directly to the principal. There's no interest on it. So this is a great way to just chip away at that principal balance. Yeah, and you mentioned a good point there because some lenders require you to pay that prepayment privilege on your anniversary date. Like they limit you to that one day. So that's something you definitely want to check with because every lender is different, like we mentioned, and some allow you to pay it whenever during the year, some only on the anniversary date, which is a pretty big factor when it comes to using them. And a really cool tip too is before you renew your mortgage, if you have some excess cash lying around and you want to either just lower the mortgage payment or lower your payment in general, then you can toss that before you renew your mortgage. So if you're coming up for renewal within the next six to 12 months, that's something you wanna consider. If paying down your mortgage is like a big goal of yours, that would be a great time to do it. And of course it resets that every year. So make sure you take advantage of it if this is one of your main goals that you're going towards. Yeah, this is also a great strategy to use if you're doing a refinance and you have some cash set aside because it's gonna lower your prepayment penalty. And we talked a bit about those on the previous episode. So circle back on that if you missed it. But by reducing that principal amount, you pay less of a penalty. So this is advantageous to you that way. One thing we touched on briefly there, and I just want to take a step back to it, is make sure you or your broker is asking for higher prepayment privileges. A lot of lenders are going to default you with what they have, but they have another tier that's higher. And if you request it, you can get access to it. It just takes knowing to ask the question. Yeah. 100%. One next level strategy that you can do is if you're buying a rental property, oftentimes you can write off the interest off of the mortgage amount that you take from your home. So if you're buying a rental property and you have, say, $100,000 in cash savings 
that you were planning on allocating towards that rental property, instead of using that, pay that down on your mortgage, refinance your mortgage and the money you take out from refinancing your mortgage, you can then write off the interest on that. So that's something that we teach our clients whenever they're looking to buy an investment property. That's one strategy that we use. Of course, check in with your accountant before you do that though, but typically speaking, that's how it works. Always check in with your accountant when you're doing any of these strategies because there's so much nuance for different things and everyone's file is unique. So when there's layers, something that might be great for Tom might not be great for me. And something that works really well for us, for you, it might push you into a different scenario. So you always want to be getting the strategy, reviewing it with your team, and we are happy to refer you to our team as well so that we all have that cohesive unit. But it really helps when everyone's involved in making decisions that steer the ship in the direction in the most efficient way possible. So I just wanted to share a quick story on this prepayment privilege because I had a scenario this week that this really came home to me. So I had a client, he had completed a new construction and we were switching lenders for him. So he's going to pay out the construction mortgage. And the lender he had the construction mortgage with, typically these are open and you can just pay them out when the build is complete. They were saying that he still had time left on his term and they were going to charge him a pretty significant penalty to it. So we reviewed all the documents together and we realized that they had a prepayment privilege in there. So he was able to use his prepayment privilege, reduce the total debt, and then pay less of a penalty on leaving that lender. He was happy still to leave the lender because they had kind of treated him poorly. So side note, I did not place him with them. <laughs> <laughs> but using that prepayment privilege, it ended up saving him $3,000. So Damn. knowing these strategies, knowing how to apply them and the scenarios in which they're useful saves you money over time. Yeah, and for something that is quite simple to do, but not everyone knows they have it within their mortgage. And that's what it comes down to is like, yes, rate is super important. But without knowing all of these different features, like to negotiate a 0.05% rate for your term to sign on with, most cases is not going to come anywhere close to that $3,000 in savings that you just gave him with the prepayment privileges. So if that lender didn't have the ability to do that, or they had the restrictions on having to pay that on their anniversary date, then they would have been out of luck. And there you go, you're paying an extra 3K on breaking the mortgage. Exactly. That knowledge is power and it's worth its weight in gold really because like even going back to changing your bi-weekly payment, some lenders, if you change things like that, will charge you to change that. Yeah, They charge like an admin fee. So if you go on like rate, whatever. We can say a rate hub. <laughs> rate hub. And you pick their standard mortgage that they're offering you. The rate's going to look very attractive, but they don't have any of these features. They're pairing you with lenders who are going to charge you for any changes and no one's advising you on these strategies. So sure, you might save $12 a month. Big win for you. But in reality, you are going to pay your mortgage for two and a half years longer because no one told you to do this. Or you're going to pay a massive penalty because no one shared this strategy with you. So those kind of things where it's penny wise and pound stupid, I feel like those sites are drawn to attract those people in. Yeah, bang on, man. This is our last point here. And I really want you guys as listeners to open up your mind to this because what we're about to tell you is why don't we increase your mortgage? Now, that sounds kind of counterintuitive to what we're talking about here. But if the end goal is to have your mortgage paid down to be mortgage free in a shorter amount of time, then why don't you consider buying a rental property? So a lot of the times this makes sense for people that want to dive into real estate or maybe they understand real estate investing makes sense, but they just don't really know how to get there. Well, buying one rental property is all we're talking about here. We're not saying, hey, go become like serial real estate investor and have 
20 plus properties in your portfolio. You don't need to do that. All you need is one rental property, hold on to that for 10 to 15 years, and you're going to build up this equity over time, which then allows you to use that equity to pay down that rental property mortgage and of course yours as well, which is the end goal. So one example that we can do here is say you're borrowing $100,000 for a down payment. That's going to cost you in today's day and age, probably around five to $600 a month for that $100,000. If you own that property and let's just say it's $500,000 and you own that for 15 years, you're going to have a 5% appreciation on that, which is going to equal just over a million dollars. Then once you sell that home, you're going to have that equity created, which is $788,000. You're going to subtract your initial down payment, which is that $100,000, which then equals $688,000 after 15 years. Yes, there's capital gains, but we also haven't taken into account any of the rent that we're accumulating from this, any of the cash flow that we have. So this is a super powerful way to pay on your own mortgage because you have that 688K after you're free and clear from that property when you sell it then you can put that down towards your mortgage. Exactly. And this is kind of a strategy that sometimes it's easier to tease out for your unique scenario. So let's say you're a 40-year-old living in the GTA kind of area. You own your own home. You have a mortgage on it. We'll show you how to pull that capital out. You can buy in this market, or if you want to buy in a secondary market where you get some more bang for your buck, you can do it there. And the idea here is that you're not holding this forever. The idea here is that when you 15 years type timeline, when you're ready to retire or whatever it might be, you have the option of selling that property and just paying it against your mortgage and being mortgage free at that time. 15 years in, you might realize the power of this strategy and say, you know what, I'm going to keep rolling with it. Exactly. But at least you have the luxury of that choice. If you don't make these kinds of decisions, the 15 years goes by, time flies, and you won't have that strategy and that option available to you. Yeah. And you might always pivot too. Like my original thought with real estate investing was I was going to be that guy that had this like huge 50 plus property portfolio learned early on that like, I don't really want to hold that many properties because I'd rather just focus on the business that I'm building. And yes, I'm going to hold real estate. I do. I'm at the point where I probably don't want to really expand from it at four properties now. Maybe I'll get a fifth, but I would rather focus on the business and just have those assets sitting there everything's taken care of, it's appreciating over time. And you might be sitting there thinking like, well, if you look at the market over the last year, we've had a down market. Yes, we have, but we're looking at one year. We're looking at a short time frame. We're talking about like, let's look long term because if you look at the history of real estate, it always goes up over the long term. So that's what we're talking about here. And we're using like that number that I gave you, that 688K that's left over. That's using a 5% appreciation, which is pretty conservative. Like if you look at the last 30 years in the GTA area, so we're talking about like greater Toronto area, Ontario, then you're looking at 7.39% average over the 30 years. So 5% is pretty modest. Some markets might be slightly lower, but that's just an example of like how powerful real estate really can be. For sure. And you always have to have that like bird's eye zoom out view of things. It's the same as like the stock market. If you look at like the S&P 500 historically, if you looked over the last two years, you might be like, oh, it's so volatile. Okay, zoom out, look at it. Then all of a sudden the pandemic is just a blip like this. And it's the same thing with real estate. If you zoom out and you get that perspective, one or two bad years, they're going to happen. That's why these strategies were not saying do this and six months later, you're going to pay out your mortgage. We're saying do this and 15 years later, you have that option. 
Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, so why don't we do a recap on kind of what we talked about here in terms of the three strategies that you can use to pay down your mortgage? Sure thing. So to reduce your mortgage and pay it out faster, strategy number one is to use accelerated payments like bi-weekly payments. That will pay one extra payment per year and reduce you 25 years to 22 and a half years, so rapidly speed up the timeline. The other strategy is to use your prepayment privileges. So that's going to, number one, lump sum against the principal balance and number two just reduce your overall debt and timeline to pay that back obviously and then strategy number three is to add more to the mix before you pull back through using rental properties and leverage to grow wealth that's it man well you guys have your strategies there if that is something you guys want to do in terms of paying down your mortgage if that's the thing that you want to do to get to your fi goal then hey now you have it and if rental properties are your goal well now you kind of have an idea of like what equity and appreciation can do over time for you so that's it for this episode we'll see you guys on the next episode next week cheers everyone